It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm your host, Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on Torchu. And the show ID is 7910667. And you're most welcome. Indeed, you are most welcome. As it's the weekend. Yes, we're up to one of our lonesome quizzes. Which show are you listening to? Well, you should know you pressed the button, didn't you? It's the Never Isolated podcast. And the show ID 7910667. Hosted here on Torchu with a Twitter account, which is all one word, never isolated. And we are uh, trying to do one of our weekend, the Lonesome Quiz. So this is episode 62, never isolated, the Lonesome Quiz 9. And this is um, being done over the weekend uh, for uh, appearance on the main page for Saturday, the 6th of June, 2020 and what we're hoping to do is to have a fun quiz here why is it called lonesome if it's a fun quiz well because you will be listening presumably on your own unless you're one of those people that can share headphones with somebody especially with these new uh, bluetooth that can uh, more than one headset at once um, but what I really mean by that, of course, is that we're not doing it with a room full of other contestants. Um, this is a quiz uh, between me setting them and you hopefully enjoying trying to get to the answers. And there are about 520 points up for grabs with each correct answer eliciting 10 points to yourself if you get it right. And there are some bonus points of five points in fact there's one round where i might make the bonuses 10 points so now you might need a pen and paper for a couple of rounds so uh, if you need to do that just pause me at the next moment or two and i assume you either didn't pause or you've now unpaused me yes a little pen and paper will not go amiss and you know you're allowed to take a little bit of time over this um, but i will um, i will you do this in real time i'm doing it live any fluffs i make well that's good news for you because that means you get another 10 points bonus and if you can manage to get a score of uh, anything over about uh, 300 maybe 300 around the 350 mark you're doing absolutely fine anything over 400 you should be very pleased indeed but unfortunately you'll never know whether you got the best score unless of course you got a perfect score and nobody can beat a perfect score can they we have six rounds some of the rounds have uh, six questions in some have 10 and uh, as i mentioned there are bonuses and the final round will as always be an audio round let's see if we can give a little teaser to one of the audio clues i won't even tell you what the question is that's why it's a teaser this is the hour this is the hour for which we've waited in rain and sunshine this second of june Yes, but it's not the 2nd of June. It's actually the 6th of June today. But you've been waiting for it, haven't you? It's perhaps not, if you're based in the UK, not been as good as weather it was in the previous weekend. In fact, we had hailstorms uh, here in many parts of the UK um, over the previous couple of days. Well, that's enough whittering from me. You want to get on with it. You came for a quiz. I'll give you a quiz. OK, we're starting, as normal, with anagrams yes i know you love them don't you <laughs> you just love them <laughs> and oh and and we've got an unusual name for our anagrams today because they're all about legumes yeah not that now i'm not going to make any joke about that. I, I i'll go down the wrong path if i do legumes and if i'm pronouncing that wrong let me explain what i mean by that this is a class of vegetables that includes beans peas and lentils 
and amongst the most versatile and nutritious foods available. <laughs> Maybe even more important as we are going more meat-free these days. They're typically low in fat, contain no cholesterol, are high in folate, potassium, iron and magnesium. And by the way, I should recap that um, when I've done these loathsome quizzes, I've been taking the questions uh, not verbatim from uh, complete quizzes that I've done in the past. They're all quizzes that I've come up with. I am the one that's uh, uh, derived the questions, but some of the rounds have been used in various past uh, quizzes that have been online on a couple of different podcasts. Uh, but more than five years ago, some of them indeed as long as seven or eight years ago. And uh, in some cases, some of those quizzes are no longer actually available. But I'm not doing it uh, as a complete quiz that's been done before. I I'm uh, taking random rounds from random ones that I've done. So there you go. That's just by way of a little explanation. And while I say that, let me just play in another explanation. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Oh, you'll be fed up of hearing that by the end, won't you? I might even play that in again. You never know. I may do it just as a little bit of a, a sort of audio spacer. So, all right, we're on anagrams. You've got your piece of pen and paper ready. Okay, I will spell out the anagram, even though you may be able to work out its spelling. What you need to come up with is the uh, what the legume is that the anagram is about. Question one, as ebony, as ebony. So the letters that make up the anagram are A, write it down. No, you didn't need it. Oh, well done. Okay. A S E B O N Y. I'll tell you in some cases um, the answers are single words, in others, the name of the legume has two parts to it. There may even be a three-part one, or at least a hyphenated one. But I will give that as a sort of clue uh, as time goes by. And I'm talking while you're working the answer out. I don't think this first one is too difficult. As ebony in five, four, three, two, one. The answer is soybean. S O Y. B E A N. As ebony, 10 points if you've got soybean. Question two Palace B Dyke. Palace B Dyke. Yes, I'll spell it out. P A L A C E B E D Y K E. And this is a longer name. Part of it is hyphenated. And you're still on 10 points. Palace B Dyke. So you could count this as either, <clears throat> excuse me, a three-word answer or a two-word answer, but part is hyphenated. Giving a little longer to this one, perhaps the one of the harder ones, Palace B. Dyke. And in five. Four, three, two, one. Black-eyed pea. Black-eyed pea is the answer to that. Okay, number three. Let me see how many of these are there, by the way. There are indeed ten. So, number three. Ache, pick. And that is spelt 
A C H E P I C K Ache Pick. Let's play one other teaser from that last round. As the gun fired, Chris Brasher went into the lead. Ooh. Ooh, I wonder if I've got an idea of what that one is. I might have played too much of that because there's a name given away there. But we're still on the anagram round. Ache, pick, in. Five, four, three, two, one. Ache, pick is chickpea. Chickpea. Hope you're doing all right. Number four. Bally, amen. Bally, amen. B A L I A M E N. And the name of the legume in this particular one has two words. Bally, amen. I think you might start to spot some familiarities as we go along with these. That's all I'm going to say on that point. But Ali, amen, in five, four, three, two, one. Ali, amen, is an anagram of Lima bean, L-I-M-A, Lima bean. Let's go on to number five. Gander ape. That's a good one, isn't it? Gander ape. G A N D E R A P E. Gander ape. And the legume in this particular case is also a two letter answer. Not two letter answer, two word answer, David. Gander ape. I think this is an easy one, so we'll start counting you down now. Gander ape. The answer is in five, four, three, two, one. Gander ape is garden P. Garden P. Now, this next one, I'm going to be quite strict. I'm sorry. Very. Oh, David's going to be strict. Yeah, very strict on this one because I think you'll get it within about five seconds. But I'll give you a little longer than that. It's mean bung. Yes, I'm going to be mean on it as well. And that spells out as M-E-A-N-B-U-N-G. Mean bung. Ah, you've got it already. You don't even need those extra five seconds. I'm going to count down. Mean bung. The answer is a two-word uh, legume. And it's five, four, three, two, one. You got it, didn't you? Mung bean. Yeah, that was the easiest one, yeah. Mean bung. And the answer was mung bean. See, I'm not always that naughty. I'm not always that difficult with these. We're up to number seven already. Um, delay. Oh, delay, not delay. I was going to say it was delay, but it's delay west. So I'll spell that. Just listen more carefully. This is perhaps the hardest one. Um, D-E-L-A-T-E and then W-E-S-T, and it's a single word answer. D-E-L-A-T-E-W-E-S-T. -E -E I think I'd better play some clip, another teaser for the last round. It's starting to rain again, and the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. Play a bit more of, no, I'll play that short bit again. It's starting to rain again. It's, the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. 
What on earth is this round going to be about? <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I do know. I'm not going to say. Did late West. I hadn't heard of this one, so this is an extremely difficult one, unless it's more common in, say, America than it is in the UK. The answer in five, four, three, two, one is wattle seed. And I didn't know that was a legume, so there you go. Not really sure I knew about the next one either. So here we go. It's a short one, though. Single word one again. Number eight, chap so. Hi, chap so. C H A P S O. C H A P S O. Hmm. This seems more difficult than I'm reading it out <clears throat> than when I was doing it originally. I, don't think, I think this is one you'll either know because it's such a short anagram. You'll either know it or you won't, I think, on this one. So we'll we'll do the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Chapso is POCAS. P-O-C-H-A-S. I'm not sure whether that's a Mexican one. And I'm not sure whether I'm pronouncing it right, but it's P-O-C-H-A-S. Okay, only two more. <laughs> what? You're glad? <laughs> well, fair dues. Number nine, beaded inner sky. Now, this is a nice anagram. I'm saying it's hard, not saying it's easy, but it's a nice one. Beaded inner sky. And I'll spell that out. B-E-A-D-E-D. I N N E R S K Y. And the answer is also a three word answer. So, beaded inner sky is a legume that is mentioned or read as three distinct words. Let's uh, play another little teaser. So, we come to one of my favourite games. So we come to one of our my favourite games. What do you mean? You mean anagrams aren't your favourite games? Yes, that's just another teaser for our audio round. Beaded inner sky. It's a long one, but I don't think it's that difficult. So I'm going to start counting down. Beaded inner sky. The anagram is in five. Four, three, two, one. You'll, you'll be upset if you haven't got it because it seems quite easy when you hear it. It's red kidney beans. Red kidney beans. Maybe the K and the Y gave that away. And this last one's a little bit difficult again, I think, certainly for people in the UK. Obtain pen. O B T A I N and then P E N obtain pen. Two word answer. Now I'm going to give you the clue for this one, and you're still on the ten. The answer, this is not the answer, but it's sometimes the first part of the name is translated into speckled. It's South American, is it? Well, it's in, Sp well, in Spanish. Oh, no, it's got a Spanish name, which means speckled. So think of a beat. Think of a legume that is speckled, and in South America it is known as the poroto, poroto frutilla. Oh, and that means strawberry. Mm. Oh, seems rather versatile. Maybe I've given too many clues there, but it is a difficult one. Obtain pen in five, four, three. Two, one is the pinto bean. That's how the anagram works. But in Spain, they are called 
Frigio Pinto literally speckled bean, and in South America known as the Peronto Frutalia, meaning strawberry bean. And those are from the Wikipedia uh, Edible Legumes, Wikipedia P, Wikipedia Pinto bean, um, basically from, oh, and the anagrams were from futureboy.us lookup. Okay, round two. Well, this is going out for the 6th of June. So this round is about the 6th of June. Either events are people, maybe births are deaths. So let's go on with round two, shall we? Shall we? Hmm. Let's go on with round two. I should have left my introduction things I um I, I had um I had those before I seem to have moved them off the board. Okay. First one. All related to the sixth of June in some way. Question one. This famous actor was born on this day. A voice actor, singer, director and we'll tell you about his most famous film when the points drop to five points. And if you know the year, when you've worked out who it is, it is obviously he was born on the 6th of June, so you know that. But if you we want to know the name of this American actor, I'll tell you that American actor. And if you get the year, then that's that will be bonus points. So we're looking for an American actor born on the 6th of June. Voice actor, singer, director. I'll give you another free clue. Let me give you another free clue. He was born before 1950. So that gives you an age range, doesn't it, somewhat? Still on 10 points. In a few moments, I will knock that down by giving you um, a big, big clue. Okay. Well known for the Nightmare in Elm Street series. Yeah, it's given it away, isn't it? The answer is Robert England, and it's spelled E. E-N-G-L-U-N-D. Robert England. Uh, Ten points if you guessed it from the very small amount of clues I gave you. Five points if you got it as soon as I said Nightmare on Elm Street. Now you've got five more points if you know what year he was born. You already know it was before 1950, but was it much before? And the answer in... Five, four, three, two, one. He was born in 1947, 1947. So you could have got 10 points if you made a guess at 1947 and you still needed the clip. All right, question two. This is a famous tennis player who was born on this day. Now, between 1974... And 1981, he became the first man in the open era of tennis to win 11 Grand Slam singles titles. It's a male tennis player. 11 Grand Slam singles. I'll tell you a bit more about those when the points go down to five. So... And I'll give you another clue, still on 10 points. He was born before 1960. So we're not talking somebody who's, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s now. He was born in before 1960. So that makes him at least 60 years old. Good heavens, I hadn't thought him was that old. Now I see it like that. 
Okay, you're down to five points if you need this next part, which is those 11 Grand Slam single titles, six were at the French Open, and spectacularly, five consecutive wins at Wimbledon, five years on the run. And when he won his fifth one, he retired. The answer is Vionborg. Vionborg, the Swiss Swedish tennis player and fashion designer, it says here. You can make up that five points you lost if you needed that help by guessing the year. It was before 1960. And the answer, 1956, 1956. Okay, number three. Now, this is someone who died on the 6th of June. They died on this day. Actress and sports person. Actress, female actress, sports, set multiple national and regional swimming records in her late teens as part of the Los Angeles Athletic Club swim team. From 1945 to 1949, she had at least one film listed amongst the 20 highest growing grossing films of the year. So, who could that be? Let me play another little teaser clip. I think up to the fifth one for the final round. This is amateur video from Holidaymakers in Thailand. Oh, was it? And I wonder what event it was. Okay. Actress and sports. Her films did extremely well. She was acting in 1945 to 1949. Answer. Esther Williams, the American swimmer and actress. She died in. Now, which do I ask you to do? I'll stick with the board when she was born. She died in 2013. Well, what year was she born? And I'll give you a clue. She was born before 1930. Well, five bonus points. Have a stab at it. Before 1930, she died in 2013. Esther Williams did all those famous set pieces in swimming pools and divings, as well as being a very good actress indeed. Okay, the answer is, we won't do a countdown. She was born in 1921. 1921. Okay, number four. There's only five questions in this round because it's um, quite uh, difficult to pick ones that I thought were famous enough. Okay, we're on, again, somebody who passed away on this day, the 6th of June, and actress... After her film debut in Don't Bother to Knock in 1952 and a string of supporting film roles in the 50s, she won an Academy Award for Best Actress as a lead role. And I'll mention this one because it's not that famous nowadays, I don't think. A lead role in The Miracle Worker. Um, and she um, she played the young Helen Keller, reprising her own from the 1959 Broadway stage play, for which she won a Tony Award. I think if Ken's doing this, he'll get the, this one straight away, I would think. On Broadway in 1965, she played a medieval nun obsessed with a priest um, in the play called The Devils. And I've not yet said her most famous role in movies, but when I do, you drop down to five points. You want the clue? You've no idea. She played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate. Ah, you've got it. You've got it now, haven't you? Yes, the person who died on this day, 6th of June, was Anne Bancroft, the American actress. She died sadly in 2005. 
know what year she was born. I'll give you a clue. She was born before 1940. But what year was she born? <clears throat> and we'll uh, not have a countdown. She was born extra five points for 1931. Last one on this, not an actress, not a sports person, but they died on the 6th of June. He was, in fact, a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who founded the analytical psychology. His work was influential in the fields of psychiatry, anthropology, archaeology, literature, philosophy and religious studies. During now, this is a clue. Should I say yes? I'll, if I give this glass, I'll drop it down to five points. Go have a go, see which name you're thinking of. Right, here's the clue because the, the clue actually might be what some people had thought was the answer. During this time, he came to the attention of Sigmund Freud, the founder of psychoanalysis. So, if you only know two, it's the other one. The other one is not Sigmund Freud. The answer is you've got it, but you need it the clue. So it's only five points. The answer was Carl Jung, spelt J-U-N-G, Carl Jung. He died in 1961. Now, he was born before the 1900s. But can you think how far back? He died in 1961. Can you guess when he was born? Or do you know? And the answer, I don't think you get this unless you know it. He was born in 1875. 1875. Ah, and those were all from the Wikipedia for the 6th of June. Right, you feeling peckish? Feeling hungry? We're on pizzas. Round three, ingredients. And, um, let me uh, think if I need to play a little. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get a move on with this. Now, it's a little bit open, this, uh, because there's not 10 points for each one. There's five points for each one because there's more than one answer. So you could get, um, you know, 20 points or so for each one. So number one, name the things that should be on are most likely to be on these types of pizzas. This pizza is usually known by the name King of the Coast. King of the Coast. And remember, with these, there may be one or two that you can guess without knowing exactly what is the makeup of this pizza. Okay, I'm not sure whether I'll take cheese. I might take, if you guess the exact right type of cheese, but you can't just say cheese on a pizza. I mean, that, that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? All right, we'll use this first one of a bit of an example. Um, okay, for five points for each one of these, if you mention king prawns, spinach, our fresh spinach, mozzarella cheese, mixed peppers, and bechamel sauce. I think that's how you pronounce it, bechamel sauce. So one, two, three, four. There's 25 points for that one. Oh, I have to revise up my score. You could get up to 600. That means you need to really get nearly 400 points to have a good score. And maybe 450, 460 to be exceptionally doing well. Okay, got the idea? Number two is a bit easier. Barbecue Americano, a barbecue Americano. Right, let me, um, now did I play five or six? Let me just play six. This is for the last round, remember. What will you look for over the first four or five minutes? They have to prove not. Oh, well, I don't know what that was about, but uh, all will be revealed. Okay. Okay, five points if you said smoky barbecue sauce, chicken breast, bacon, 
sweet corn, uh, barbecue drizzle. Okay, you're liking this, eh? You're making you hungry, is it? Oh, sorry about that. Okay, number three, New Orleans Cajun Sizzler. A New Orleans Cajun, you're even more hungry now, are you? Cajun Sizzler. Okay. What do we think? Well, let's think. Well, the answer is... Cajun sizzler, Cajun chicken, chili peppers, mixed peppers, red onions. That was the answer to that one. So uh, you can't do that. So let me just go to uh, just doing. Let me just one moment. And you, one second. Uh, sorry about that. I was just trying to inform somebody that I was busy. Um, so the answer, let me just recap that one again. Um, Number three, New Orleans Cajun Sizzler, Cajun Chicken, um, uh, Special Chili Peppers, Mixed Peppers, Red Onions. Number four, Veggie Hot One, a Veggie Hot One. Five points for each of the ones I'm going to name. Veggie Hot One. Green Chilies. Mixed peppers, red onions, cherry tomatoes. I'm not saying these are exhaustive lists. Those are the ones I've got. So that's 20 points on those. So that one. Number five, there's only two more. Philly cheese steak. Philly cheese. I've never heard of that one. Well, I have because I did the quiz, but never eaten it. What do you suppose is on that? And I've got four to go on it. And the answer is shaved steak, caramelized onions, green peppers, and a creamy, creamy base. And number six, beef falatia. Is that F-A-J-I-T-A? -A. should never do these quizzes where I can't read the blooming words. Beef flatier. Okay, and by the way, these come from www.pizzahut.co.uk restaurants, and it's from their recipes. And the answer to that one is shaved steak, beef, caramelized onions, mixed peppers, uh, salsa tomato sauce. There you go. Well, I think I just need to uh, pause and uh, apologies. I did say this uh, done live. So while I just sip my drink, let me play in that informational clip one more time. This is Never Isolated podcast here on Talk Show, And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, one word. Show ID is 7910667. And don't forget, you can also uh, perhaps subscribe to us on iTunes, our podcast direct are one or two podcast directories that we are now available on. Thank you very much. Did I say that? Well, I did just say it. You just heard me. But that's the name of round four. Did I say that? Well, I didn't actually, but I wrote the question down. Okay. They're basically sayings. And we've got eight of these. So 80 points up for grab. So whom? And they're mostly, I would think, fairly famous people, very famous people, unbelievably famous people. But which one said each of these sayings? Number one, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. 
He thought I was going to say when you die, didn't he? But no, the two most important days in your life are when you are born and the day you find out why. American author. So I'm going to say, can't give any more to that. Mark Twain. Well, the name is the author under Mark Twain. Number two, a person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. A person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. Scientist, stuck his tongue out a lot. I don't know why he did that. Perhaps he was only ever photographed one and it, uh, it, it got memed. It was one of the first ever memes, actually, when I think about it. Is that a meme or a gif? But you know what I mean. A person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. Thought he made a mistake in one of his calculations. Constant about it. Oh, constantly on about it he was. Yes, too many clues there, Jeff. I gave too many clues. The answer was Albert Einstein. Number three. It's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. Ooh, very deep, that, isn't it? An American politician, I can think I can say that. It's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. What a very tall hat. <laughs> yeah? Very tall person. That's too many clues. All right, you've got it. Abraham Lincoln. I like this one. This is rather wry. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. That's a wonderful way of saying, you know, be your own man, isn't it? Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> a raconteur, a wit. An intellectual, a man of words. And the uh, man of words in the answer is Oscar Wilde. Here's another one, bit of an ego on this one, but uh, it might give you a clue. Give me a museum and I'll fill it. Now, I could have misquoted him and said, give me an art gallery and I'll fill it. Is that too much of a clue? The answer is Pablo Picasso. Two more. Number six. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Ooh, that's very, very important in today's world. Very, very important with a particular movement that is um, being much uh, at the moment so and quite rightly so in the end we will remember not the words of our enemies but the silence of our friends and the answer is Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Number seven just two more of these if you can count your money you don't have a billion dollars. If you can count your money, you don't have a billion dollars. I've got a feeling this man was a rich man. <laughs> yes. And the answer to number seven, John Paul Getty, J. Paul Getty. And the last one, keep in mind that billion word, eight. If you wanted to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first create the universe. If you want to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first create the universe. Yes, we know it. Perry's got this one. The answer is Carl Sagan. 
Millions and millions. Yes, Carl Sagan. We're up to round five. Oh, you might need your pen and paper here again. You might need your pen and paper. Let's just play another little of our teasers for the last round. I'll get worried when I start looking worried. It's just waiting, isn't it? Play a bit of that again. I'll get worried when I start looking worried. It's just waiting, isn't it? Okay, here we go. Round five, actors and actresses. But this is where I'm going to spell their names, but with only the alternate letters. There was a miss a letter, give a letter, miss a letter, give a letter, and so on. And that might give you a clue as to what they did. So how many of these have we got, David? This sounds like hard work for me. Fun for you guys. Um, We've got, oh, good heavens, we've got, oh, hey, oh, we've got 10 of them. Oh, I think I should have kept this a bit shorter. Okay, so you got your pen and paper. Oh, you've got an extremely good memory. Here we go. So I'm going to spell this person's name out. And um, it will be blank. Well, it's blank. Clever, isn't it? Okay. Blank I, blank I, blank N, first name. Second name, L blank. Uh, oh, hang on, actually. I think what I've done, just remind him. So, because remember, some of these quizzes were written, our uh, rounds were written six, seven years ago. And um, when I've done that alternate, sometimes it's been too hard. So, I've picked out slightly different order of letters to make it more, a little bit help more helpful so let me start number one again so it's blank i blank i blank n first name and then blank sorry l blank i g I'm going to have to do that last one again. Do the first one again. This is a good start, isn't it? Right. Bear with me one more time because I corrected myself. Blank I, blank I, blank N, first name. L, blank I, blank H. And you got a G in there because of my mistake. I think I'm going to give everybody 10 points. I messed it up too much. It's an actress, and the answer is Vivian Lee. Uh, actress gone with the wind. Um, so that was Vivian Lee. We'll use that as an example. Everybody lives. No, everybody gets 10 points. So here we go. Number two, an actress again. I'll give you that. Blank E, blank T, blank. Second name. D I oh D blank V blank S <laughs> I know and it was wasn't an I so that's mixing you up so we'll try again blank E blank T blank blank T blank blank T that's where I'm that's where I'm going wrong and then a surname is D blank V blank S oh how are we for time I think we might skip this round in a minute. And the answer is, actress, it's Betty Davis. Betty Davis. I think I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just pick a few of these because uh, I'm obviously struggling with it. Um, let me think. Yeah, I'm going to jump to number seven. An actress again. Blank E, blank Y blank. Then the surname is S blank R blank E blank. Okay, so write it down again. Blank E blank Y blank. And then the surname S blank R blank E blank. I think this is too difficult. 
She was in The Devil Wears Prada. The answer is Meryl Streep. Yeah, when I wrote these seven years ago, perhaps perhaps people were cleverer then. No, I just realised perhaps I was cleverer then. I'm going to I'm going to jump to the uh, one more. We'll have one more actress, um, and here we go. G blank E blank N blank L blank S blank actress Academy Award nominated actress six time Academy Award winning actress not many of them and you know her first name starts with a G do it again G dash E dash N then the surname dash L dash S dash. I found it. I'm finding it too difficult myself this round. And the answer is Glenn Close. Oh, yes, that was a difficult round. Difficult for me. So we're I've just let's play the last teaser. And then we'll go into this um, final round. Good evening, everyone. Tom Brokaw. Sound that you hear. Right. That's the round we're on. We're on to round six. And we've oh, we've uh, been going about 50 minutes. So um, it's perhaps as well we're on round five, uh, six. So I hope you're doing rather well. Hope you stuck with me through that rather dodgy round five. Apologies for that. Um, maybe got a little bit thrown there at one point. But... Um, um, also, um, perhaps a little bit more preparation, David, next time. Yes. Did you hear that, David? Yes, I did. I will. Honest. Right. Here we go. Round six is the audio round and it's commentaries. I've teased a few of them. But what on? Was it news, sports, events, pastimes from any time since radio and TV began? OK, so I'm going to play clip one. And uh, I will play it short and I will play it slightly longer second time. So listen carefully. I shall play this only twice. First time. This is the hour. This is the hour for which we've waited in rain and sunshine. This 2nd of June, 1953. Sir Winston Churchill. Yeah, I think the date might have given it away then. Should have done. And I didn't stop it quick enough. You heard Winston Churchill mention what event would he be around that time attending? Well, the answer was. Should I play it again? Yeah, I'll play it to the end. No, I can't play it to the end. That's too much. I'll play the same bit. This is the hour. This is the hour for which we've waited in rain and sunshine. This 2nd of June. This is the hour. This is the hour for which we've waited in rain and sunshine. This 2nd of June, 1953. June 53, it was the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, excellent, excellent. Okay, let's go to number two. There are eight in this round. Number two, what event is this? As the gun fired, Chris Brasher went into the lead and I slipped in effortlessly behind him. Feeling tremendous. Now, took place in the UK. I'll give you the year, I think. It was 1954. As the gun fired, Chris Brasher went into the lead and I slipped in effortlessly behind him, feeling tremendously full of, full of running. My legs seemed to meet no resistance at all, almost as if impelled by an unknown force. We seem to be going so slowly. And that was Roger Bannister himself recounting the first four minute, under four minute mile run. He broke the four minute barrier in running the mile. 
Okay, of course, um, not metric in those days for the running the mile. Number three, let's um, listen to this one. Short to start with. It's starting to rain again. It's, the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. The back motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep. Now, have you heard that one before? Is it familiar enough in your memory to know? You need a clue for the year? 1937. Well, you were busy that day, were you? Oh, I'm sorry. You did other things, were you? Yeah, all right. Okay. Glad to know. Okay, play a little bit longer and then we'll put you out of your misery. It's starting to rain again. It's, the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. The back motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It burst into flames. Get it started. Get it started. It's flying and it's rising. It's rising terrible. Oh, my. Get out of the way, please. It's running and bursting into flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast. And all the folks between us, this is terrible. This is the worst of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's... it's the flames running, oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky. It's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flames rising to the ground, not quite to the morning. There, yeah, the humanity of it um, is the end phrase, and that is um, Herb Morrison reporting on the Hindenburg, the airship disaster, the Hindenburg. Oof. Still, uh, still makes me feel bad just into that awful. And the reporter brings it vividly to life there. Okay, number four. So we come to one of my favourite games. And it has a surprising twist early on in game six. Managed to avoid a lot of preparation. Okay, I'll give you a clue. This is a board game. If you get any part of this, um, we'll um, give you the points. Maybe even if you get one of the names, play a little bit more. So we come to one of my favourite games, and it has a surprising twist early on in Game 6. Managed to avoid a lot of preparation in this game. He played a very surprising first move here he played actually the move c4 if you remember there was a quotation with e4 best by test a bit of a shock and that was in actual fact the 1972 you don't have to guess the year world chess championship so if if you guess it was a world chess championship uh five points but if you got either of the names bobby fisher and boris spassky um uh, uh at the World Chess Championships. Okay, number five we're up to. Here we go. This is amateur video from holidaymakers in Thailand at the resort of Phuket. Now, the resort of Phuket, does that give you any clue as to some real disaster that happened? And I'll tell you, it happened in 2004. Right after Christmas, it happened on the 26th of December. Okay, play a little bit more. This is amateur video from holidaymakers in Thailand at the resort of Phuket. For many tourists in southern Thailand, this was a paradise. Not anymore. Survivors here evacuated on the island of PP, well known to many as the perfect setting for the movie The Beach. And it was sadly that awful tsunami that hit there. And I think that was the, the, the beach that uh, it, it's like a promontory with with the sand and the seas on one side and the seas on the other side. Um, but um, the tsunami, and we've, that's a word that when I was born, the only reference I knew about it was woodcut carvings from uh, ancient Japan. 
um, mythic. They were considered mythic almost. Um, um, they hadn't been caught on film. You see, unfortunately, um, people, you know, unless you've got a photograph of a film, they discount it as rumor or exaggeration or, well, it may have happened, but perhaps it was, it's, the story's got being blown out of proportion or so on. But um, the destruction, unbelievable. And, the, well, the loss of life, I mean by that, really, not the destruction. That's secondary. Okay, number number six. Here we go. What will you look for over the first four or five minutes? They have to prove not only can they play big, but they can play fast. So give me a guy on each team who you think will be most impactful. Now, you can get the whole ten points for what sort of event, which sporting event was it. Um, I'm not sure you can be able to get who was playing, but I might be able to give you some more clues at the end. So let's just play that exact same part again. What will you look for over the first four or five minutes? They have to prove not only can they play big, but they can play fast. So give me a guy on each team who you think would be most impactful in determining the outcome of this game. Tom Brady, he's going to have to play nearly perfectly against Richard Sherman and the lead. Now you heard two of the people now. Brody, of course, uh, famously, I think, has been at, uh, I'm not sure he's been at more of these events than many others athletes. Okay, you got it. It's, it's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. In particular, this was the Super Bowl. Extra five points if you knew it was 2015. And five points each if you knew it was the Patriots playing against the Seattle Seahawks. If you got that from that, you're fabulous. But, uh, the main original question was, what event was it? And it was a Super Bowl event. Okay, number seven. I'll get worried when they start looking worried. It's just it's, waiting, isn't it's it? It's waiting. It's space flight. It's, 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 it's not easy. <laughs> By now, the signal was a full seven minutes late. Matt, this is awful. Now, you may recognize that the voice of the person joining. So if you get the program, it was, it was one of the specials that they did that, that could get you the points. Um, and then you may know a little bit more about it. Um, but um, if you get the program that this report came from, that perhaps will give you enough to give you the 10 points. I'll get worried when I start looking worried. It's just it's, waiting, isn't it's it? It's waiting. It's space flight. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not easy. <laughs> By now, the signal was a full seven minutes late. Matt, this is awful. They've got it. <laughs> Matt. And that um, was a Sky at Night special. So points if you got Sky at Night. But it was um, Rosetta. It was a the... P-H-I-L-A-E, the first landing on a comet, and that was November uh, 2014. Um, famously, it, well, it bounced quite high, and bounced, but it famously landed. But unfortunately, it landed in sort of a crevice area that as this comet was coming towards the sun, it should have had enough sunlight falling on it on it to power its communication and uh, equipment on board. But it was in such a, like a deep ravine that it was getting no power. Uh, but that was the, uh, the live reporting of that. Oh, live in as much as there was a slight delay in getting the messages back. Right, number eight, and the final question of Lonesome Quiz 9. Here we go. Good evening, everyone. Tom Brokaw. Sound that you hear and what you're seeing tonight, not hammers and sickles, but hammers and chisels in this city, famous for its carefree nightlife in the city where... Yeah, but what city? What was happening? Hammers and chisels for what? Tom Brokaw? A little bit more. Good evening, everyone. Tom Brokaw. Sound that you hear and what you're seeing tonight not hammers and sickles, but hammers and chisels in this city, famous for its carefree nightlife in the city where... And that, indeed, the final answer question was 
it was the Berlin Wall being dismantled at the start of the Berlin Wall. And that was uh, 1989, November the 10th, 1980. You see, you learn some history here, don't you, folks? As well as hopefully being entertained. Tom Brokoff, Berlin Wall Falls, 1989, November the 10th. And that indeed is the end of our lonesome quiz. And we've done that in just over the one hour mark. Um, but that's mainly because <laughs> I messed up one of the rounds. We usually run about an hour and 10 minutes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed doing that. Now, I mentioned on the last episode, this is um, episode 60, I mentioned on my last uh, episode that I had live for the Friday that's just gone, that I was going to drop down to maybe one midweek episode uh, live talking about the COVID, uh, coronavirus, COVID pandemic, and then the one weekend quiz. Well, I've been reassessing that yet again, because so much has happened since I did the Friday one. I'm thinking, well, if I just do one midweek, it's going to be an hour long. And I think the subject is so charged and emotional and, 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 and concerning. I don't think that's going to be a good move. So I'm not going to commit to doing Monday to Friday five a day. And this one, I'm not going to commit to doing six, but I think dropping to one midweek and one. So I, I will, I will do two or three during the week and I'll, I'll not set whether that's going to be the Monday, the, which days of the week it's going to be, because there may be breaking news that is an imperative to come and do it, say on the Tuesday when I was going to wait to Wednesday. So if you'll bear with me on that and just follow the feed, subscribe to it, then you won't miss them. I will do it in that fashion and then um uh, next saturday which will be um saturday the 13th of june i uh, will do a lonesome quiz 10 and um i, I i'll uh, i'm going to be a bit more careful i of the six rounds i did fluff there on that one round somewhat so let's just play us out at the end with our goodbyes. Thank you ever so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Sorry you'll never know if you got the best score. I think that we're getting on. Well, I was going to say 600, but I, I, I shortened one round. So I would say you're still around 540, 550 if you got all the points. Anything over 350 is okay and fine. Anything over 400 is very good indeed. And anything approaching, uh, you know, uh, 450 to 500 well done you so with that that's uh, dave dave ts no oh, i keep doing that that's when i work part-time taught you this is my own personal call of course so i'll be back next time on an upcoming episode of Never Isolated here on TalkShoe, show id 7910776 and i'll let myself play us out Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 7910667, hosted here on TalkShoe. Bye for now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.